everyone's kind of worried about what they're doing rather than what you're doing so as long as you're yeah. happy and comfortable with what you're doing you may not be doing what you thought you were going to but as long as you're happy you're treating yourself right doing your self-care your journaling having a cup of tea making sure you look after yourself that's what matters because you're gonna be having a job for a really long time and most of the time people don't like their jobs so you know go with the flow I guess and don't worry about it so much Kia and welcome to season two of Toasty. Season two, Toasty is heading to Aotearoa. We're having lots of Kiwi creatives on the show, including today's guest, Lucy. Lucy and I went to university together in 2016. We did a bachelor's degree of communication studies, just to give you a bit of a background of what we're talking about today. And you will notice that Lucy calls me Ming, M-I-N-G, which was my name when I was living in New Zealand. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with, with her calling me that. Another thing is there are three sensor sound in this episode. I They're not super harsh. I made, made sure they sound quite cute. But still, if you are wearing headphones or earphones, just watch out for those. And I really hope you enjoy this episode. A- again, I'm just so amazed by how honest and real my friends are. And I think it takes absolutely courage to be so open talking about something that's not so easy to talk about. I love you, Lucy. And thank you so much for being on the show with me. And for my lovely listeners... I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, what's going on, everybody? I'm Mengfei Liu, and you are listening to Toasty, the podcast where I chat with creative practitioners about their projects and their favorite toasties. And today, we are joined by Lucy Brown-Sinti, video maker, producer, a YouTuber, fashion icon. Lucy, welcome to Toasty Podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. Hello. It's so nice to hear your lovely voice again. I think before we start this conversation, I think it's important to address the, the elephant in the room. Oh. I think this is take two, isn't it? It is indeed. We did it try it before, but it turned into more of a chin wag. It was like a massive catch-up session. I mean, it was to be expected, wasn't it? Because we yeah, haven't... Yeah, don't, don't know what we really... were thinking, really. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. Um... It's turning into winter in New Zealand, so that's never nice. But um, I'm on the search for a new job in the creative industries, so it's it's looking pretty good, I think. Oh, that's great! Tell us more a bit more about the the creative sector. What kind of jobs are you looking for at the moment? So something to do with video making again and like producing. Um, I don't want to like jinx myself, but I went for an interview um <gasps> on monday and i think it went well and i hear back this week <laughs> fingers crossed how yeah. did it go it i was actually good. wanted to yeah it what was, role it was what for role is it? a digital content producer Ooh. yeah so video social media um yeah. yeah should be good amazing wow yesterday i actually got a call um that i got an interview as well <gasps> Which has ha- never happened before, because you know how it's just been rejections after rejections, and mm. it's kind of the norm now. It would be not normal if I get an email saying, you've got an interview. And yesterday I got a call from this lady who told me that I got an interview. 
Yay, so, that's so good. Is that also in a creative field or museum? It, it is in a museum, but um, it will more be like quite visitor facing. Um, so I'd probably be, it'd be a very administrative role and yeah, visitor experience. That's still good though, in the industry that you want. Yeah. Yay, what congrats. This is probably, thank you. This is probably going to sound a bit weird. I'm getting distracted again, but what should I wear? What did you wear yesterday for interviews? I wore a dress that had flowers on it. And then I wore a pair of tights because it's cold. My cherry red Doc Martin boots and my corduroy jacket. Oh, that is such a look. Because I yeah, was, it was thinking, it was like, and I love the boots because from head it could be a bit dark, and then boom, cherry boots. red boots. I love. I it. reckon boots is the way to go. Do you have yeah. any like cute like dresses, or I reckon just feel something you feel like confident yet professional. The thing is, I've just been wearing jeans literally every day, so Fair. I know that's definitely a no no for this interview. Kind of depends what jeans, though. I feel like if they're, like, fancy jeans. True. Like a white or black pair. Yeah. That's kind of, like, super thick. I don't know. We will see. I think, yeah, this is this is useful conversation for listeners, I think. Because I literally Googled <laughs> a what to wear for interview. And it was just, you know, like, very businessy. And yeah, I was like, like blazers that's not and... really... Yeah, like A line skirts, but that's not really how you dress for like a creative. Yeah, I feel like if I was going to a more corporate role, I would maybe dress a bit more fancy, but I'm not after a job in a corporate office. But it was kind of fortunate for me because I have, I've worked at the place where I went for my interview at, was that Media Works? Well, you can say, I'll just beep it so it sounds more dramatic. (laughs) I don't want to jinx myself. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, should we stop talking about it then? Up to you. I mean, I don't want to jinx it, but but I'm really happy uh, for you and definitely keep me updated. I'm happy for both of us. Woohoo. Yeah, same. Look at us. I mean, from take one to take two, so much has happened. I mean, you turn 23. 23, yep. Yep, 23 yep. I you you got you, you had an interview and I got what's the you word? you guys have come out of I got lockdown for an inter- yeah lockdown oh, what was that? and got books for that interview nice. um so, wow look at us We're this here. is already get going really well because um take one was was a bit sad wasn't it yeah but all tell, over tell us the what place. happened because um you've been made redundant yeah um, so I was kind of in a rut, I think, in our last interview, like, because I was working in hospitality after um, being in the, like, media industry the year before and having been made redundant after lockdown. And yeah, just kind of having a hard time knowing what I want to do, because after I got made redundant from my video editor role... I went on to do an animation course. I did that for like six months. And then I just, it wasn't for me. I do really enjoy like illustration and kind of like Photoshop. And I still really like that aspect of it. But we kind of went into 3D animation, which was horrible. (laughs) It's kind of like, yeah, having to like make 3D models out of primitive shapes. It was very difficult. And then... Yeah, doing 
nannying and hospo, two hospo jobs. It's been crazy. So yeah, um, it feels good to like be interviewing for creative roles again. Yeah, I think so too. That's definitely one of the most common themes of Toasty so far. Barely, like I don't think I know anybody who's actually like people around our age, like twenty twenty two to twenty six, twenty seven, who's who has a creative degree. I barely know anyone who's actually working in within the creative sector, and that's kind of what I want to talk about on Toasty as well, which is it's difficult, but it's like we're all trying. And that's the point, isn't it? And it makes me really happy to know that, like, you had an interview. I'm about to go on an interview. I mean, we, I say this now. Um, if something happened, we can just have another session, just the two of us crying together. Yeah. But um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I think it's important not to beat yourself up when things don't go 100% how you had it planned, because everything happens for a reason and I feel like things do work eventually and I've been thinking you know I am only 23 and if everyone's in the same boat then I should at least take a little bit of that pressure off myself just knowing that everyone's kind of struggling at the moment so yeah it is reassuring yeah definitely and it's I can definitely relate to that, but sometimes it does get difficult, doesn't it? Like mm. it gets into your head and um, and it's really difficult to not to compare yourself with others, um, especially oh. those ones like I had with, with, with similar backgrounds yeah. like us. Yeah, a mental like breakdown age. last week. I even though I just said all of that crap about like, <laughs> you know, being happy with where you're at, I actually had like a, a breakdown. I was like, all of these people are doing all of these things and I'm bloody in a random contract role. But yeah, after my breakdown, I've had some clarity and I'm feeling better. This was last week. Was yes. It? Yeah. I think when, um, when we tried to record, but then did it. Oh, right. Oh, I've lost in time now. This reminds me of a project that my flatmate did. They made a video called um, Give Yourself Credit. It's very vulnerable, basically, them saying that they kind of feel guilty about not producing anything during the lockdown as an um, artist who's got um art degree. But it was like, you know, give yourself credit. It's, it's very difficult and um, it is so hard not to compare yourself with others. And I think... Hopefully, that's kind of why I want to have these conversations, which is secretly, not secretly, quietly tell everyone they're like, hey, it's okay. Like, just don't look at Instagram. Like, because yeah. people on, only put stuff that, that are their happiest um, on Instagram. They never share like a tear, a teardrop. Yeah. Well, I think people have done that. Who am I thinking? I think, yeah, some people like share their vulnerabilities, but especially with like, um, people aren't going to share themselves crying very often <laughs> no, I or think, like sharing yeah. their kind of trials and tribulations with life. Cause I remember on my Instagram, I shared that photo of me wearing the red jumper sitting on the grass. It was a throwback 2017. I was having the opposite day um, compared with how I looked in that photo. And I think that was mentally where I wanted to be. And I wanted to get some attention, some likes and it worked but still, I feel guilty about doing that. 
Wait, so um, what what happened? I think I was just having a horrible day because I think I got rejected by a job that I was really confident about. Uh. Um, so that triggered everything else, like how I'm being feeling homesick, a bit lonely, lockdown, this and that. Everything just happened together. I had a massive breakdown in the morning, which was super early in the day to have a breakdown because I think the rest of the day is ruined if you have like a breakdown in the morning. Well, I guess it works differently for everyone. Um, <laughs> so what did I do? Oh, I posted that photo on Instagram. It's like, I'm going to get some likes, makes myself feel better. Like, that's where I want to be. Sad, isn't it? No, I feel like you do you, honey boo boo. I've been thinking about quitting Instagram a lot, especially now with Toasty and my personal. I get really confused. I don't know what to do anymore. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's like, because I used to have like multiple instagram accounts but now i've just got the one where i just post if i feel like it i think it is good sometimes to like delete the app from your phone so that you're not constantly looking at it for sure um speaking of uni what was your favorite course that we did in comms oh i did well i did do the film papers like they were my favorite film and television yeah, film. Produ- production. Yeah, because I was a film and television major. I surprisingly really liked studio production, um, which is where right. you know. Did you ever do studio? No, but I was so jealous how you guys were hanging out in the really cool looking studio all day and just it was managing fun, yeah. the, the actual machines. Yeah, yeah. So like, um, I really liked being in the director's seat and like speaking in the little microphones and being like cam- oh, so there's a camera pan that- up <laughs> <laughs> so there's an actual seat like a physical seat for you well yeah to so sit on. there's in a studio you've got your like control panel thing and so you've got yeah. someone on the like prompter in the in the actual studio with the cameras and then there's a floor manager with the headset and the floor manager will take what the director says in the like studio like TV room and yeah. they'll like relay it to the people on the floor and then right. the director is the one being like camera one can you focus on this please camera two floor manager are you ready blah blah and then there's... so everyone's on the same channel yeah everyone can radio. hear so you've right. got a studio floor which is like where the cameras and stuff are and then yeah a sound booth and then you've got your like mixing desk which is where the director director's assistant yeah I really liked that course actually but then yeah that sounded super cool yeah and then obviously making a short film for our final project was really fun oh my god yes you and Neve. yes you were the director of that film weren't you no Neve was actually I was the producer right so tell us the difference between a producer and a uh, director so director i would say has the creative vision and then the producer is the one that organizes or the one that kind of tries to rein in the director if they have any like two crazy ideas they can be like no this is not logical but yeah so the director will kind of storyboard it have the creative vision do the shots like work intimately with the actors and then yeah. the producer is there the whole time as well, but they're more kind of organizing location, working out how 
like what times you're going to shoot this scene and like how long for yeah were you in charge of creating court sheets as well yes I think I yeah I'm pretty sure I think if you're doing like a larger production then that gets like passed off to other people but for my role in the short film which was called oh my god why can't I remember what our short (laughs) I can't remember what our short film was called but anyway we crap why can't I remember what it is anyway I was was a little girl I remember um right little girl involved yes yeah and some heels oh my god I can't believe I forgot the name it's right on the top of my tongue (laughs) ah well (laughs) that's all right I'll do some magical editing (laughs) I can't believe I forgot what it is it'll come to me how long did it take you guys to make that film so we had for our assignment like three days to shoot in the holidays and but it was like a month of planning and like scripting and stuff like that because it was all of it was all Neve's story and everything yeah yeah was it a group decision or that was the one that Tudor had chosen I think we as a class chose the like best like stories of the class right. perfect fit that's what it's called perfect oh, fit. okay you yes. got the first because I was secretly searching for it <laughs> I can't believe I forgot what it was. That's amazing. Did you enjoy working on that project as a producer? Yeah, I think good at like doing the organization aspect of things. Obviously, as like a creative person, I did want to like sometimes be like, mm, we should do this shot like another way. But yeah. I think you just need to leave it up to the director and their vision. But I do really like, you know, like choosing my own shots and yeah, it would be really cool to eventually make like a short film of my own with like a story that I've made and stuff. So maybe one day. Do you remember what film you pitched for that assessment? Mine was actually, so I'm not surprised that mine didn't get picked. Mine was an E.T. parody type thing. So E.T. the Extraterrestrial, the film. Yes. And it was a boy... It was kind of like mockumentary style, and he was going to try and recreate. Oh, love mockumentaries. Et, and it was going to be his journey on that, and so I'm not surprised that it didn't get picked. So what? I, that actually sounds fascinating because knowing that you, I don't know if you still are, but you were obsessed with Stranger Things, yeah, and it kind of really makes sense for me knowing you and this Et theme. I totally watch that because I love mockumentaries and there's never a sci-fi themed mockumentary. Well, that's not true. What we do in the shadows, but that's not really sci-fi, is it? Nah, it's not it's not like aliens and stuff. I reckon it would have been funny, but my tutor was like, nah, and she gave me a D. So with a little bit cat. That's a shame. Yeah. A I'd love to shame. see you make it one day. To really make it happen. <laughs> that would be so fun. I love that idea. Well, should I beep the whole thing? Because I don't want to give anyone else this idea. No, I reckon if you want to make it, and I'll I'll enjoy it. That's a great idea. <laughs> Do you think uni kind of got us ready for the, the, the creative sector? Do you think you got everything you needed before we graduated to lend yourself a job? I mean... Not even that. Yeah. We 
got experience, I guess you could say. Like, yeah, like, in a way, we kind of, like, got some skills, you know, like, fundamentals of, like, making a video and stuff like that. But it doesn't actually get you ready for, doesn't get you career ready. Like, they didn't teach you how to go out and get a job in the yeah creative sector. Like, I had very basic knowledge. And I think I got my my first role out of uni because I already had work experience through doing some film not film video work with my mum's friend like doing like production assisting and stuff yeah yeah so I think it would have been helpful if they at least could have like hooked us up with some contacts because there was there was none of that stuff yeah I think it was um because advertising people got to have like a what what do they call it like a show show uh, like showcase a, a showcase yeah of them each of them having a little stand and just kind of show others their work and then uni actually invited all of these advertising industry people to come and chat with them i feel like that was great for networking and knowing yeah networking and potentially lending someone a job because when i was working at I was actually going to these degree shows, degree shows with um, the the director at the agency to kind of fish people, if that makes sense. Like, oh, I, we love them, their work. Like, let's get their card and then we're going to save the details in the system. And then we're going to get in touch with them if we have a role for like a junior designer or advertising person. So part of my job was doing that. It was it was great. Interesting. Ah, yeah, because we never had anything like that like the only kind of showcase that we had was actually organized by a student who had contacts at like a at the Devonport cinema it was so sweet I'm really sad Juliet like hooked us all up yeah which is like so it was yeah it was was a student initiated student initiated tutors came along but did nothing to like help with the process apart from like getting the Oh no! Actually, no. They did nothing. They did nothing. They didn't invite like in- industry professionals nah. to the screening. It was just family and friends. I had no idea. I thought it was like an annual routine thing for each year's um, film students. No, it was literally just a student-run thing. That's a shame. Mm. I feel like. Do you think that's the kind of the nature of film industry? Everyone's kind of like hishi hashi like oh yeah like this person that person they don't really want people to know like oh who who was the dop on that who produced that and i think it's kind of very exclusive it's definitely who you know like i would struggle personally trying to get into the film like the new zealand film industry because i know very little people in it personally but if you do know someone, then you've already got, like, a foot in the door. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really hate that. It's about, like, who you know. Did you get any, like, do you feel like you got any support with finding a job post-uni? This is really interesting. I think for creative industries, my major... So for listeners who doesn't know about what we've been talking about, me and Lucy, we did the same degree, which is Bachelor's Communication Studies. She majored in film and television production. I majored in creative industries, industries which then got cancelled after, after <laughs> um, I graduated. 
So um, random. I don't understand why they did that. I kind of do. It's it's um it's very broad, isn't it? Like film and television production. Yeah, that's literally it. But like creative industry is what is it? Is it managing creative industry? What is managing creative industry? I'd rather them calling it creative project management. Uh, Something more specific. Yeah. Right, yeah. We I actually got the job um from an internship from creative industry. So they had these speakers. Oh. Yeah, from like Auckland Art Gallery, come into our classes and to talk about, uh, introduce us to the potential roles in different industry. So that's how I got my feet in, which then led to a full-time job. I was living the dream, eh? I was like, <laughs> I've got this sorted, my life is sorted, like internship, boom, right after graduation, full-time role. Like that was a dream at the time. I like, remember 100%. you doing that that work actually and thinking you were thriving and then (laughs) I don't think I openly talked about this um you know how like I was um oh this episode needs a lot of beeping eh yeah is a creative talent agency so you'd be someone we'd want to reach out to as a junior video videographer video maker so we were handling dealing with creative people all the time so if we reach out to you and if we find you a job, then we'd charge, depends on what tier you are. We put talents into different, different tier systems. If you're top tier, then we'd find all of your gigs for you and we'd charge 10% of your annual income or 20, oh. I can't remember. Yeah, but if it's just one gig, which is more like tier two, tier three talents, then it's, if it's just a one-off, then we'd charge... Um, can't remember but a certain amount of your income so that's how the agency was making money oh so they were charging the talent oh interesting it depends it depends if you if you came to us first or the agency came us came to us first right doesn't make sense if the company came to us like hey we're looking for a junior videographer can you find us one oh then you charge then right 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 we charge them yeah maybe i got it wrong but i remember I was dealing with a lot of junior talents, like just like us. And I got really jealous being a suit. I was a bit like, but I'm a creative person too. Like, ah, uh, yeah. Because I don't know. You should I, have hooked with, yourself up with a job. I know. Yeah. I was like, I was feeling really not happy because people give a lot of credit, like glorifying like the talents, like, woo, especially in the talents and the agency I was working at. And I I just felt a bit shitty. I was like, but I'm I also have a bachelor's of communications degree and I did a I did a creative degree. So that was part of the reason why I left. Right. Because I wanted to be to be a creative. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was interesting. Interesting. So I guess that was doing with what your major was though, eh? It was. It was. So may, maybe I did the wrong major. I think I should have done radio, knowing that I'd have my podcast. I know. I wish I did radio because they seem so fun. Yeah, having worked at um, MediaWorks, the job um, host seems bloody amazing. Especially if you're doing yeah. like the drive home show, working bloody your shows from three till seven, and then you just plan the show before it. Seems fun. I think we yeah. should have done radio. What were we thinking? My. If we can do it all over again. Wow. 
Wow, yinny, eh? Um, a few things I wanted to chat to you about. First one is um, veganism. Mm-hmm. How long have you been a vegan for? So I have been vegan for five years. Um, this is like coming like next next March will be my sixth year. Obviously, you have a little anniversary. Yeah. I so mean, when yeah, because I know the story. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. So when I started uni, I saw a girl in orientation refusing to have an ice cream because she was vegan. And obviously, I'd already watched Cowspiracy. My mum was vegan. I just needed that push to be like, Lucy, you can be a cool vegan girl at uni too. And so then I became vegan. And that's <laughs> By the way, that's the story. first thing I think about you, like, cool vegan girl at uni. Cool <laughs> vegan girl at uni. Oh, how embarrassing. Did, did you know, like, what I wanted to ask you is, did you get that ice cream though? Because you were queuing, weren't you? Yeah. Waiting to get the ice cream. And she was... I think... That girl was standing in front of you. I think I did get the ice cream. Okay, right. So was that the... After that... So that was the last uh, non-vegan product you consumed then? I would say so. Wow. Or did I get the ice cream? I actually can't remember. (laughs) I'm pretty sure if there was ice cream on the table, I would have had an ice cream. I'm not going to lie. Amazing. For people who doesn't really know anything about veganism, why should people go vegan? Because I feel like for me, before I knew about the actual meaning behind veganism, I thought, oh, yeah, you know, animals, eh? Like, they've got feelings. That's it. (laughs) But there's actually... Stop it! Like, I'm learning. (laughs) But there's actually so much more behind... What do you call it? Behind veganism. Yeah, so tell us about that. So... Yeah, there's just a whole bunch of different reasons why people become vegan, really, at first. Like, I definitely was about the animals. I hate animal cruelty. Um, mm. and Oh, my God. Sorry, just really quickly. Have you watched Save Ralph? No, I haven't. It's um, Taika Waititi played in it. He didn't make it. I don't think he was in the production process. Is that the stop mo- motion about, like, a bunny? Yes, it's only three and a half minutes, so it's really it's a really easy watch, and it's so sad. Oh, but that's I think that's a campaign about against animal cruelty, and I think it's a it's a wonderful campaign. Ah. So people go watch it now. I also do the link below this video. I think yeah, I had I had heard about it, and I actually saw it on YouTube, and I was okay. like, is this just the trailer? Because it was only three minutes, so I was like, yeah, oh, is this the actual? movie or so is you've it watched it no i didn't yeah. watch it because i was like oh is this just a trailer because i don't like watching trailers because it spoils the movie i'd rather just go <gasps> oh interesting yeah i'd rather okay. just go watch the movie if people yeah. say that it's good um oh right well i'll definitely have to watch that but yeah oh. so there's like multiple reasons why people go mm. vegan my two biggest ones were like health and like animal cruelty because some messed up stuff happens in like America with the animal agriculture systems, just like animals like packed into small as cages, just yanking like baby cows from mum cows. It's just sad to watch. So yeah, that was a big factor, but also for health, reducing, you know, like meat from your diet can do great things. Um, I mean, it depends like on yourself and your diet because I don't want to like push veganism on people but yeah like cutting 
like the fat and stuff from meat. It, yeah, it's good. Eating more vegetables, always good. And yeah, and yeah. then like, oh, and the environment, duh. Animal agriculture is the, one of the leading contributions to climate change. So that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I am trying to significantly reduce my waste this year as well. Um, just going in the theme with being vegan and stuff. I'm doing soft plastic recycling now. I'm trying cool. to buy less plastic, using shampoo bars, you know. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> also, you don't buy anything new anymore. You go up shopping now, don't you? Yeah, I'm trying. Like, I haven't bought anything brand new this year, apart from pajamas, because I feel like it's kind of mank to get old pajamas from yeah, the up shop. Um, yeah. Yeah, I bought a pair of Looney Tunes pajamas the other day. Um, nice. But yeah, I haven't <clears throat> bought any first-hand clothes this year. I know it's only April, but... I love it. Have you yeah. been... Oh, have the op shops been open? Maybe. Now that you've mentioned it, I think so. I have not actually... I've actually not been out that much yet, but maybe. Why? Should I go back and see if the dresses find a perfect dress yeah could do for your interview could be good oh although you know how when the shops were open we weren't allowed to try it on yeah that makes sense and i doubted that the charity shop would take returns yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so maybe not then you just have to donate it again yeah but not get your money back which would be really super sad but yeah, I'd be so keen to go again, especially a kind of, I live close to like a really posh area, so I'd be keen to go there. Oh, fancy. Yeah. I know. This is, um, this is my, my hood. <laughs> posh. Lucy Bransenti. What is your toasty? Oh, been waiting for this one. Okay. I've already told Ming my favourite toasty in our last instalment. So it's a Vegan cheese toasty. I'm thinking sourdough with mustard, sauerkraut, vegan cheese, and butter. Toasts it up. And I reckon a toasty goes really well with a soup. Gotta put it with a mm. soup. So yeah. minestrone or all-time favorite leek and potato soup. Oh, yum. I and love leek and potato. That's my toasty. This is actually another thing I want to talk to you about. Since uh Lucy with Toasty take one, I've purchased um Dijon mustard. <gasps> Yum! Have you tried I it? Put a little bit. Yes, I put a little bit too much first time. Ah, uh, um, yeah. Only, I actually only a little bit. Yeah, and it really got me. Oh, even just smelling it, but it smells really good because. After take one, I actually interviewed another vegan. Well, I veganish know. vegan. I saw Alex. that there was a vegan yeah. and I was like, oh, how dare he? We need to fight. <laughs> fight to the death. Yeah. Um. So Alex was really simple, just like a vegan cheese toasty. Like, that's it. But because oof, of that week. Oof, oof, and then. That's me taking <laughs> down the other vegan. <laughs> Love that. Alex, watch out. Um, <laughs> I've because of talking to both of you, I was like, all right, I feel like this is going to happen. Is this happening? Okay, it's happening. So I've went out, bought vegan cheese, I bought vegan patties, 
So I had like a veganish week. Besides, I had brioche buns and um, uh, what else? Did I have? Yogurt for that week. So I'm not really vegan. Baby. Oh six. my god the the beautiful world of thank you the beautiful world of vegan cheese. It was so good. It was a coconut oil based vegan cheese. So some people hate vegan cheese. My boyfriend has a personal vendetta against vegan cheese. Um, and it hurts. Yeah, it really does, doesn't it? Yeah. Because um, my flatmate, who's not, um, Emma, who's not vegan, both of us, we, we tried a bit of the vegan cheese and we loved it. it so good. Oh, um, maybe. And it really melts. English vegan cheese is just better than New Zealand vegan cheese. But I just watched the video of you making that um, toasty. It melted as well. Melted perfectly with the wrap. Oh, wrap yeah, the... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, a, a quesadilla. Yeah. A quesadilla. <laughs> quesadilla. What's your favourite vegan cheese? Brand, taste? Uh... There's, there's only really like two brands of vegan cheese in New Zealand. There's VZ or Angel Food. That's the only ones that I know. Right. I like them both. Depends which one's on sale. Depends which yeah. one I buy. <laughs> That's a perfect toasty. Also, I want to ask you if I can use your latest um episodes um little clip of you making that sandwich as like a little trailer for this for this episode to come out because i think it's beautiful is that the the music ah honestly if you have not watched any of lucy's youtube videos you're missing out it's so it's stunning oh you probably yeah not many people watch my videos but it would be nice if you would go watch them I really love like the music you use. You get to know most of Lucy's friends. When is the next video coming out? Well, I am going to the South Island for three weeks next week. Woo! It's going to be weeks. by myself. I'm doing some work down there. And I'm going to be in a camper van and I'm going to vlog it. And it's going to be beautiful. <gasps> that is amazing. Hold up. Um, three weeks by yourself. In a van, South Island. Yeah, I've never been to the South Island of New Zealand. So starting in Christchurch, going to Awamaru, Dunedin. I just completely said Awamaru, disgusting. Awamaru, Dunedin and Bacargill, Queenstown. It's going to be great. I'm going to vlog it. That That is amazing. Wow. That is so exciting. When are you leaving? On the 26th. So the day 26th. after Anzac Day. Okay. So when when this uh, episode comes out, you'd actually be in the middle of your trip, I think. <gasps> Ooh. That'd be so fun. Oh my god, yes. Oh, my it's going to be dreamy. Take a long turnaround, though. So my vlogs might not even be out until, who knows, next year. <laughs> yeah, just whenever you feel like it, eh? Yeah, pretty much. I've actually had to stop paying for Adobe at the moment because it's expensive as heck so i'll download it once i've made some money do you use premiere pro for your editing yeah premiere pro bit of photoshop for mm. my like titles and stuff i really like it i can't wait to see more videos <laughs> thanks my biggest i fan. should just do that <laughs> i want i tried to do like a daily vlog once I you know the would typical pretending to wake up if you did a daily vlog no maybe do you know what i think people really don't 
know how much work it goes behind the scenes of toasting. <gasps> you should even. I think it would be fun. You could even make like a reel, an Instagram reel, like a day in your life of like making a podcast. Yes, I love that. I will do that. Wow, I'd love that. I would That's love amazing. that. Thanks so much for your support, Luz. <laughs> Are there anything else you would like to use Toasty as a little platform to get something out and about? Oh, I guess, yeah, I've, I had a little hard time mentally last week, just kind of knowing that I was going to turn 23 and feeling gutted that I'm not where I kind of thought I would be in my career path, kind of questioning whether the media video creative route was right for me but then I kind of realized 23 is really young and I should just take it easy on myself and I feel like that's an important thing for everyone to kind of think about is that everyone's kind of worried about what they're doing rather than what you're doing so as long as you're happy and comfortable with what you're doing you may not be doing what you thought you were going to but as long as you're happy, you're treating yourself right, doing your self-care, you're journaling, having a cup of tea, making sure you look after yourself, that's what matters. Because you're going to be having a job for a really long time. And most of the time, people don't like their jobs. So, you know, go with the flow, I guess. And don't worry about it so much. That's what I want people to think about, is that you're doing good and you don't need to compare yourself to others because it doesn't help. I love that. Thank you very much. I'd also like to address that it's it's a bit of a roller coaster, isn't it? Like some days I can wake up feeling like amazing and oh, go with the flow. Shit, yeah. And literally another day I'd be like, well, how do I go with the flow? Like if this flow is taking me nowhere. Yeah. Um, how do I go with the flow if I'm making no money? Yeah. So, yeah, we're all work in progress, eh? And yeah. we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, obviously there's ups and downs. But, yeah, I think your Toasty podcast is so cool and, like, I'm so happy that it makes you happy doing it. Thank you. And, um, honestly, Lucy, like, has been there since when Toasty was a uh, was a blog, um, when Toasty was a, was a zing. Um, and, yeah, I'm definitely going to pull up that photo and just... I, which I think is so cute of that photo of you under in front of the tree, which you didn't like. Uh, so what Ming is talking about is on her first blog, she did a post about clothes that I wore at uni. Mm. And I think I actually, now that I've seen it again, I do actually like the, the outfit. You're wearing the same boots. Yeah. That were, the, <laughs> yeah. the boots you wore to the interview. Like, I wouldn't wear it now, but it is a cute outfit. I'll give myself that. Yeah. Thanks very much, Lucy. No worries. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. Like the first time we hung out out of classes, I come over to your house. Was it the first time? I think so. Uh, Maybe not. But yeah, I just come over and cut you a fringe.